The sight of a floater never failed to lift the tired spirit and innervate the sad flesh. It was the way the arms went all rubbery, the way the torso bobbed in the water, how the head and hair turned to a large lily pad. The gravel pit's black water had taken claim of the child, and far above the killer watched. The water was now comforting her bruised side. She'd fallen halfway down on her own and had broken ribs. But she no longer felt any pain at all. She no longer suffered or feared for anything. Never again. Never. For watery arms rocked her, the lulling sound of it whispering gently through her brain. The water played over her body, sucked her into its depths, rolled her over, invading her pores and every cavity. Soon it would send her up again to float. Have to see the floating. Hell, wasn't that part of the purpose? To see the floater in repose, her body given over to these sanctifying, purifying waters? Not that the water in this hole in the ground was particularly clean or best for the work. But who had time to run to Wisconsin or even out to Lake Michigan tonight? Still, it made no difference for His Holiness accepted the purified and eased their pain and stopped their cries, no matter the filthiness or oiliness of the water. He'd even taken them in alkali back in Utah and in the salt water off California's coast. The killer had winced, groaned, ached, and cried when the girl thudded against the protruding rock where she'd fallen earlier. The pain was excruciating. A lightning bolt to the right side, a jagged slash, and the sound of broken ribs commingled with a sudden loss of breath, maybe punctured lungs. The perceived pain had made the killer collapse at the quarry wall, almost faint with anguish. But it was quickly good again, the pain gone. She was in the water now, trauma-gripped, catatonic, drowning, the way it should be. This was the good time, the green-leaf time, spring and summertime, the complete, whole, pleasing glow of new life, new birth and resurrection, the time of peace, an end to all the scourges of the body and the demon, bacteria, and disease feeding on it. It was also the good time for the killer, when the soul triumphed, lived, felt most deeply. Accomplishment filled the ferryman over the river Styx, and why not? The others could never know, never understand. Hell, no one cared, really and truly and deeply, with conviction. The one who did the work of angels, did the work of the reaper, the heaven-directed brother of all mankind, whose only crime was loving too much. Only the killer's daughter understood— but she was so terribly far away now, and mother, mother understood, wherever she was. Hades, most likely. Most assuredly not God's white, peaceable kingdom. Impossible, since mother had died in prison of an aneurysm, unable to go to the water, denied the final baptism. Going to the water was their way. As the killer got nearer the water, more of the floating little body could be seen. There in the cleansing pool all comforts were coming to the baptized child. Stagnant blood, injured body, disease and illness, suffering and pain were all being washed into love. Laura was down there now, 
bathing, being caressed by the water flowing gentle over her mind and genitals, its soft touch cradling her, swallowing her, burying her nicely beneath the surface, washing her clean,